Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. You're welcome back to LMFM Sunday Sport. David Sheehan with you until 5 o'clock. Now we're going to turn our attention to athletics. My next guest is a member of Trim Athletic Club and came to national prominence recently when he secured his first national senior title. I'm, of course, talking about Harry Purcell and he joins me on the line now. Uh, Harry, you're very welcome to the show. Um, what's 2020 been like for you? It's obviously been an incredibly difficult year for everybody. I suppose maybe the fact that athletics is a is an individual sport, does that make things any easier for you in terms of training and that kind of stuff? Yeah, I think it was just the element of uncertainty and not having um, something to work towards maybe was a bit strange at times. Um, and given the nature of the sport, like <clears throat> there's only so much <clears throat> base prep you can do. You have to try and get specific at some point during the season. And then we never really knew when that was going to come around. So I just tried my best to stay in shape mm. um, through lockdown. And I know we didn't have any access facilities, but I made the most of it going into the pitch or going onto the road or... And even the fact that we didn't have physio around them, you're kind of taking up legos and you just have to adapt. I suppose I mean, when, when you're locked in training, and I suppose you just become focused on that and you kind of just forget the fact you're in lockdown and just kind of, you move on. Yeah, I guess that's everyone's had to, had to try and focus on something over the last, last few months or so. But we were just chatting a little bit off air and you were talking about, you know, you were a member of the Mead minor football panel because you're obviously a fairly handy footballer as well. And you remember that minor panel in 2013 but you told me that that was kind of your first year in athletics, so you were like 17 or so at that stage. So, relatively yeah. speaking, you were quite late coming to athletics. What what was it that, that brought you into athletics at that age? I had done well at the national schools the previous summer, um, with it just through football training, um, and a school teacher got on to me um, and said, would I be interested in getting into it? Um, and it turned out the coach he had lined up was, was Eamon Cotton. Right. Because um, he, he, his son went Castanock and he was a member in the local athletics club and he lived in Castanock. So kind of started working with him, I want to say September, October 2012 and kind of worked from there. And I was with Eamon until I, I, I left school. So for any of us, anyone that's listening in that, you know, played Gaelic football up to an age and then, you know, for you to transition into athletics, when you meet Eamon Coughlin for the first time, uh, and the first maybe 10 sessions or let's say whatever you do with him what what is he focusing on because obviously your teacher has seen something in you in terms of speed or your running style or whatever but what what does Eamon Coughlin then do with you in terms of let's say you're kind of a, an unmolded piece of clay coming out of Gaelic football what what does he work on specifically at the beginning um, initially it was just running just get yourself running um, the first two months I didn't do anything specific it was just break for a few runs get fit and um, we kind of build from there and slowly just start adding pieces 
Um, he just for the first year he kept it as simple as possible. Right. Like it, I didn't even I didn't even know anything about athletics at, at the time, so I, I didn't even know any better. Does that make sense? Yeah, and, and in, ter- in terms of the technical aspect of the sport as well. So. Right. And did he have a, a distance in mind from you from the off? Was it was it always he, that kind of four eight hundred, or what, um, did he just kind of see how you went first and take it from there? Yeah, he didn't know initially. I think he was telling me he wasn't sure if I was an eight fifteen or four eight, and then. I think we had established that by my first indoor season or maybe my first outdoor season that it was more 4-8 kind of speed speed side of the, the 800. Okay, so you, you so when you say so when you say 8.15 or 4-8, what, what exactly are you talking about there for people that aren't familiar? Yeah, sorry. So like in, term, it's in terms of the, the, the training I would have done, so if I was an 8.15 runner, it would have been a lot more distance, volume, longer reps. And then with the 400, 800, it's a lot more speed, it, the training would be a lot more intense. That's something that I would have been doing now the last six, seven years. I've actually this year I've, I have moved kind of more towards the eight fifteen side of things, just because that's how I've, I think I've developed and I want to focus more on my endurance for for the eight. So right, and so you work you work with Eamon Coughlin, and then you, in twenty fifteen I believe you made the decision to go to to Villanova. What was that experience like, and and was there much was there much thought involved in that, or was it a, was it a fairly uh, fairly pretty much a no brainer? Uh, initially speaking, actually, I wasn't that interested in going. I was I had done I was doing a year in DCU, and I'd always wanted to go, and but then I was I was finding I was settling well into DCU, and then um, and my parents were always saying, "I oh, just just give it a shot, give it a shot," and we went over in October. Of 2014, um, and I met Marcus and the crew, and, and instantly I just I fell in love with the place. Just the, just my time over there was like nothing I've ever experienced before in terms of traveling. The people you meet, just you know, the academics were tough, but in terms of the competition, it was it was world class. And you mentioned Marcus there. That's Marcus O'Sullivan, of course. So Eamon Coughlin. Marcus O'Sullivan, like these are these guys are like royalty in Irish athletic circles. I mean, you're obviously a young guy, but I'm sure you would have been well aware of their uh, reputation in in Irish athletics. Oh, definitely, yeah. Maybe something I took for granted having them in my corner, just small bits of advice here and there. They turns into into a great athlete without even knowing. And even for example, I was like, oh, Marcus, like what what's the take to get to the top? And he was saying that he thought he knew everything. But then, while he was in Villanova, Sonia Sonia Sullivan came in came onto the campus, mm. and she just changed his whole view on what it was to be high performance athlete. So even for someone like him who had done it all, there's still there's still so much to learn from seeing uh, Sonia around campus and the work she put in. And he says you just have to be totally committed to the sport. Every, every decision you make has to be evolving around the, the sport, just chasing that, like, that Olympic dream, I suppose. And was that a shock to the system for you to, to hear that? Like, I mean, I'm sure you had a, again, yeah. it, it depends on how far you wanted to go, but I'm sure you had an idea of what you needed to do, but that must have been a real eye-opener to hear it, it, the likes yeah. of him saying it. Yeah, it was. Um, like what, at the age of, what, 19, 20, you think you're performing well, you're running fast, and then and you think you're doing everything in, in the correct manner, but then then you hear this and you say, "Where do I go from here?" But slowly, you just you you build towards that um, and get more dedicated through the years. It's not something you can just hop to straight away, um, and that's something I've learned. Sometimes I I would have tried to become too dedicated to the sport at times, and it kind of it becomes a bit too much. So slowly but surely, you, you get there. 
And did you feel under any any pressure? I mean, I, I guess, I'm assuming you didn't overly so, but, you know, the fact that you, you've got Eamon Coughlin working with you from, from the very beginning, then you're over in, in Villanova where like, all these Irish athletes have made their name as well, Sonia Sullivan, Marcus O'Sullivan. Did you feel under any pressure like you were nearly carrying the Irish flag around here? Uh, yeah, I, I did, big time. Um, I wouldn't have really said it to anyone, but looking through... Looking through the names that came through, Villanova's like Sonia, Marcus, Eamon, Ronnie Delaney, list goes on. And then sometimes when you're not, you're not performing, you're just like, oh, like I'm letting, I'm letting this pipeline kind of down, if that makes sense. Yeah. Was it but hard yeah, to I, deal with that? Did you find that difficult to deal um, with? Because you've got your pressure on the studying side as well. I'm not sure, were you the yeah. only Irish guy there? Were there other Irish people there? Yeah. How it worked. There was a, Schieffer clear button was the year ahead of me. Um, and then there was a guy from Cork, uh, Charlie Donovan. He was about two years behind me. But even the first year I was there, I did. I realized I did find the academics tough, and my athletics kind of did hate, take a bit of a hit, but um, not not nothing substantial. But then once I came into my sophomore year, I kind of developed as an athlete and really kind of took that a task of continuing this strong tradition of Irish of Irish athletes attending Villanova. So it sat a bit more comfortably with you after the first year. Yeah, yeah, it did. I learned a lot in that that just that one year alone, being away from home and stuff. And it's the small things, for example, like I ran really well when I was in school. Um, but even just coming home and having your your meals ready and stuff, and someone telling you to go to bed, and but then once you move out and go to a different country, it's just all those things that were there aren't there anymore. Now everything was provided by the university, but just being on your own. Mm you kind of, not that you become irresponsible, but you don't have someone guiding you all the time. It's like, it's time to grow up. Yeah, you have to kind of, as you say there, you have to grow up pretty quickly. And I suppose the other side mm-hmm. of that as well is you're in a, an American university. I mean, I'm sure we've all seen, um, you know, films that depict American universities as big party campuses all the time. You obviously couldn't, I'm sure you, you, I'm sure you did a little bit of partying, but your primary focus was on your studies and your athletics. So you had to curtail the kind of social aspect of it as well, which again was another layer of probably pressure and stress. Did you find that kind of difficult to, to deal with as well, that you couldn't enjoy maybe things as much as some of your classmates probably could? Um, uh, yeah, like some, like sometimes you would be, you'd see people going out and talking about, oh, it was great last night, etc, etc. But at the end of the day, I love nothing more than, than winning and like I, I can't even describe what, what it feels like crossing that line and just that outpour of emotion that like okay going to a party or something would be fun but all the work you put in through the winter slogging through the, the snow and the rain it, 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 it is worth it in the end and I suppose then in the, in, in the spring anyway I would, I would have been travelling so much going to various various competitions across America that you don't really have time to get caught up in that and you know when you when you finish up, how long were you in Villanova? Was it four years? I was there for four years. I was there from 2015, 2019. So you're not that long back, did you? you no. Know, clearly, 2020 has been a bad year for everyone, anyway. But did you did you find it a bit of a wrench to leave? Were you were you sad to leave, or did you feel like you know it was time to move on to that stage and you were happy to go? Um, initially, I was happy to leave, but I suppose after a month or two, I was I, I got had I've become so accustomed accustomed to the lifestyle in America that I was getting I was actually getting a bit homesick while I was here. For for Villanova, yeah, yeah. No, but I'm I'm good now. I took a year out last year, um, which to focus on to focus on Tokyo. But um, I'm actually just I'm doing my masters now, so that's keeping me busy. 
yeah, you're up in DCU now. So you're you're still training away. Obviously, I mentioned at the top there, you secured your national title in August. Mm-hmm. How much of a relief was that to you after all the hard work and you know the disappointment? I believe the year before in the four hundred. So it's obviously been a long road, but you know you're still only twenty four. But was it a, was it a big relief to, to kind of get that win this year? Yeah, it was. It was. It was a lot of injuries and stuff throughout the years and. I mean, I, when I was in school, I, I I performed very well, and I felt that a lot of my performances hadn't lived up to that. As I progressed from the junior ranks to the senior ranks, and I found it tough dealing with injuries, like I said, and the expectations that you expect. Um, mm. But yeah, no, it was it, it was it was a relief almost that I, I had got the, my first my first national title, and it's something that I I I, I built on. And I kind of entered another mindset, another like that level, like that level, like I was discussing earlier, but like Marcus was saying that Sonia hit this uh, this new level that no one else had 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 reached, and it's just building on that, and it gave me a lot of confidence going forward. Now, like I've had a, I've had a fantastic last twelve weeks of training going into the indoor season. Just in terms of the, you know, we talked about your backstory there and the Villanova thing. Is that a prerequisite, do you think, for, for any Irish athletes that they need to go? I mean, we see it in soccer, for example, where, where players have to go to the UK basically to progress and to develop. Do you feel that that's a requirement for, for someone coming out of, of secondary school, that if they are if they are serious about athletics, that they that they need to go to one of the, let's say, the US colleges as you did? Is that a, a necessary thing or could you have developed just as well in Ireland, do you think? Um, I think I could have developed as well just as here. I had a fantastic setup with Athletics Ireland and my coaches. Um, but I think it's just that I, if I didn't go, I would have regretted. I would have. I would have regretted this. Um, and even when I went over there, like the setup is fantastic, everyone's energy. So I think it it works. It works both ways. Like you see a lot, a lot of athletes going to the states and performing well, or people who stay at home. For example, like Mark English, mm. Kieran McGean, they perform well on the world stage. Thomas Barr, like they didn't go. They didn't go to the states. There's a handful of other athletes that have gone to the states and performed well, and succeed in their academics so whatever whatever works best for the athlete yeah absolutely um, no it's, it's interesting to hear that because uh, you know we've seen so many go over to the US but as you said plenty have stayed here and, and done well too you mentioned that you're in DCU now you're doing a master's so you're obviously a glutton for punishment when it comes to the when it comes to the study and what's the what's the plan for you athletics wise in the next in the next year or two you mentioned Tokyo uh, was initially your plan obviously that got thrown into into a little bit of chaos with the Covid situation but what's your your plan for, for the next kind of few years where do you see yourself going I haven't really looked much further past the Tokyo Tokyo 21 this summer just everything's building towards that and um, hopefully we can get some some indoor races I'm not sure with restrictions government guidelines and um, not sure what's going to happen after Christmas and um, hopefully we get some races in and um, or we might have to go, go abroad that's because the European indoor is on in March but, but going from there I have the I have the four the, the four by four as well we might be travelling to World Relays um, and just trying to get times for that and the individual 800 as well. So to be honest, I haven't really looked, I haven't looked past this year in terms of what I'll be competing in. I know the Worlds are on in Oregon in 2022, but we'll worry about that when this, this, season, this season's finished. 
Yeah, you've got plenty to, to keep you going for the next for the next six, eight months anyway. And let's hope you're you're back to normal and things do please God open up in the next few months and we can get back to, to normal life and you can get back to, to running indoors again. Listen, Harry, it's been really interesting. I feel like we could talk for an hour about yeah. your about your career so far and you're still only twenty four. We wish you all the very best of luck for the next few months and and of course into the Olympics next year and we hopefully maybe speak to you again before then. Lovely. Thanks very much. Thanks for having me on. LMFM Sunday Sport. Your sport, your station. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.